Robin's phone buzzed on the table, and he looked up at the man standing over him apologetically. The man didn't even seem to notice. He just kept staring at Robin with a blank expression, waiting for Robin to do his thing. Robin signed the book to a Vivian, writing his standard message and signing it with a quick flick of the wrist. He closed the hardback, sliding it back over to the man who picked it up, grunted in something that resembled approval and made a break for the cashier. Robin hoped Vivian would appreciate his scrawl a little more. Suppressing a sigh, Robin looked down at his phone at the exact second it stopped buzzing. A bubble popped up on his locked screen, indicating he had missed a call from an unknown number just before the display went to sleep. Probably just his sister using the surgery phone. He looked around. The signing event wasn't going particularly well. Robin was sitting precisely in the centre of Waterstone's Angel Islington at a round table piled up with copies of Without Her. When he had first got there, 30 minutes previously, the stack had been ridiculously high. Now it was more realistic, but not because of sales. Robin had hidden most of the copies under the table to make the pile seem less daunting. Still, though, people seemed to dispel when they saw him like paper clips flying away from the wrong side of a magnet. A plucky young Waterstones employee, who had introduced herself as Wren, came over with an enthusiastic bounce. She was full of energy, genuinely excited at the prospect of matching a good book with its owner. Robin wished he could summon up even half as much energy as her, but these days his bones had started to creak, the grey flecks in his hair had turned into patches, and he found himself out of breath with the mere prospect of a walk. Wrinkles had burrowed into his face in all the usual places, and any spark of youth in his eyes had dimmed a long time ago. Often he wondered if Samantha would even recognise him anymore. If she walked into their flat tomorrow, she would shriek at the sight of the old man sitting on the sofa. Sometimes that thought made him laugh. Sometimes it made him cry. How's it going? Wren said, looking at the pile of books with delight. Robin shifted his body so the stack under the table wasn't visible. He didn't care about his own image. He just didn't want Wren to feel bad. It wasn't Wren's fault that without her was a hard sell. It's fine, Robin said, not able to summon up a more positive adjective. His phone buzzed, and without looking away from Wren, he reached and declined it. Right, Wren said, her eyes flitting from him to the phone and back, losing some of her smile. Well, if you need anything, you know where I am. I'll try and direct some people over if they look the type. Thank you, Robin said, making up for Wren's fading smile with one of his own. That would be great. As Wren turned away and made her way to the front of the shop, he wondered how she would pitch his book to any unfortunate passerby. It wasn't exactly a rip-roaring tale. Robin knew that when he wrote it, and had been ready to deem the whole project a therapy exercise and lock it in a drawer never to see it again. He still wished he had done that. But his twin sister, Emma, had persuaded him to give it to an agent, and it had gone from there. It's so good, Robin, 
You just don't see it. It's the pain. The real, genuine pain of it. It's sumptuous. Stan Barrows said when they had first met at his high-rise agency office. He had never heard pain described as sumptuous before, as though the old, smart gentleman was going to take his heartbreak and carve it up like a stake before his eyes.